but I had to go through the fire. I had to go through the valley so that I can learn the hand of God. Thanks for joining the CC America podcast, where we are getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. show is a live interview with author Danielle McDowell. For everyone on Podbean, again, thank you so very much for your patience. We are grateful for you. So it looks like now we are actually live on Facebook. So for anyone that's on Facebook, I just want to let you all know we appreciate you jumping in. We did encounter some technical difficulties. The enemy thought that he had us and he thought that we would not go live tonight. But as you all know, the devil is a liar and the truth is not in him. We said our prayers and I'm also going to still open us up in prayer um, again, just so that we can keep this momentum and that we will let the enemy know that he is not in control and that he will not win. So Lord, I come to you now thanking you for everyone who is listening to this show tonight. We thank you for allowing us to be able to go live. The enemy tried to Stop it. There were things, no matter how many times we tried it and tested it, even before this show, and it did not want to work. But we know the reason that it didn't want to work is because we are overcome by the power of your testimony. The enemy would keep going, and we are going to keep going forward. We are going to allow Sister Danielle to share her story, the scars beneath um, her skin, and allow her to be able to minister to those who are hurting, those who need you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We yes, claim, Lord. we claim, we claim covering. We thank you for this message. We pray that the Holy Spirit will go forth and be able to deliver this message in the manner in which you choose. Yes. We know that he doesn't want this message to go forth because it is freeing. And we thank you, Lord God, for giving us the strength to endure to push forward. We thank you for allowing the systems to work right now, and we pray that you would allow it to continue to work, and that everyone who is meant to hear this message will hear it in the mighty name of Jesus. We, yes, thank, you today. we thank you for this night. We thank, thank you for you, this fellowship. We thank you for Sister Danielle and, being, and her sharing her testimony, Lord God. We thank you for her heart, and we thank you for her family, and we thank you for everyone listening to this show, either now or who will listen to the show, that you would cover them. You will cover their families and you will give them strength to push forward when they don't understand what is happening. We thank yeah. you, Jesus, we pray. Amen. I do want to introduce you to Sister Danielle McDowell. I am so excited that she's here with us tonight. Um, Sister Danielle McDowell is a mother. She is an author and an entrepreneur and born-again believer of Jesus Christ. She is a native of Northern Virginia and moved to Hampton Roads in 1989 to attend college. Danielle graduated from NSU, Behold the Green and Gold, Norfolk State University, with a business and finance degree and has enjoyed owning and operating several businesses within the Hampton Roads area, most of which consist of lending, financial services, and real estate. Danielle is an active realtor and enjoys assisting her clients with buying and selling residential as well as commercial properties. Danielle has experienced the miracle working power of God in many areas of her life and hopes to encourage, motivate, and inspire others to have a closer walk with Christ. Danielle's newest 
book, The Scars Beneath My Skin, Overcoming the Struggles Within, is available today. So during this show, she will talk to you about where you can get the book. Um, it is available in bookstores uh, nationwide and also online. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But I just want to thank Sister Danielle McDowell for joining the show tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so happy that you are here. Thank you, Sister Tamara. I appreciate it. Thank you to the visitors as well. Tamara, I just want to say thank you for giving me the opportunity um, to come on here tonight um, on this platform. Um, I'm so proud of you and all of your accomplishments and how the Lord is using you and growing you. And I'm excited about what God is doing in your life. So I just pray many blessings upon you and your family. And I just thank God for what he's doing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I am I'm for you as well. Sister Danielle and I met many, many years ago. Um, and you heard from her bio how many wonderful things um, she is doing and continues to do for the kingdom of God and just for people in general. Um, just for everyone on Podbean and also on Facebook, we will be taking questions via the chat. So please feel free if you have any questions or thoughts, comments that you would like to add. But before we get started in terms of talking about the book specifically, I would love for Sister Danielle to tell us more about herself so that people can understand you as a child of God, a mother, a friend, um, and a believer, or any other things that you want to share with the people tonight. And thank you so much. You know, when, if you would have asked me that question 10 years ago, um, I would have started off by saying, you know, I'm a business owner, you know, um, I'm a real estate investor <clears throat> in all of these different things, but, you know, and a mother, but tonight I'm proud to say that I'm a child of God and I'm a child of God first. Um, and, you know, the Lord really had to take me through some things uh, for me to be able to say that I'm a child of God. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that I am a child of God. And um, I just thank him for everything that he's allowed me to experience, everything he's allowed me to endure and go through so that I can know that he is a true and living God. Um, I thank God for my family. I do have three beautiful children. I have a grandbaby now that I'm so excited about, uh, four months old, just the cutest little thing, and um, just bringing me much joy in my life. Um, it gives me joy also to know that you know, that what God has done and is doing uh, and what I'm allowing him to do uh, in my life, I'm able to pour that into my children, pour that into my grandchildren and pour it into people far and near that don't, you know, that may not know God at, an, at a certain place that may be stagnated in their walk with Christ or mad at God or frustrated or just don't believe that God is real or don't believe that what they're going through in their struggles, you know, why would God allow that? So um, I'm just excited about what God is doing in my life. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm excited about what God will do in those that are listening now or those that are listening that will catch this later. Um, because I believe that the Lord will put this in front of those um, who he wants to hear this message on tonight. Amen, Sister Danielle. And she does have a, a beautiful family, and I'm, I'm grateful to know you all. And I, I agree with you that whoever's supposed to hear this message will hear this message. So can you tell um, our guests 
What inspired you to write this book, The Scars Beneath My Skin? Oh, God, Tamara, I've, I have been through so much. And the Lord allowed me to go through so much that I had to tell somebody. I had to tell somebody about the goodness of God and about the reality of God and the, the realness of God. His word is true. You know, he does allow us to go through things, things that we don't like, things that don't feel good, but it's necessary that he take us through that fiery trials and tribulations so that number one, that we can know who he is. And secondly, because we know, once we learn who he is, we will want to have a desire to line up with what his word says. We have to get clean and that's that fire process. Those are those troubles and the, the, the storms of life that we don't like. It doesn't feel good. And I will tell you, I've been through a lot. It didn't feel good, but God is able and he has proven himself in so many ways. I, as I said earlier, yes. And in the bio, I, you know, I had a lot of businesses and did a lot of different things, but through my struggles and what I want the people to understand is that I made a lot of money. I did very well, but the money had me, the devil had me because I was so busy chasing money, chasing houses, chasing land, chasing prosperity mm. that I was missing the whole boat. And I thought, Tamara, because I had a big house, because I had houses, rental property, because I had money, that I was safe, that I'm a good person, I'm going to heaven, God has blessed me with this money, so, you know, that everything was okay. That was the furthest thing from the truth. Mm -hmm. So my desire to write the book was to tell the truth was to tell the truth because you know in the word of god the word the truth is in the word um but not a lot of people are picking up and reading the word i for myself was in the church for years before i got a revelation of really what god is saying it took me years to get a revelation to marry that i have to pick up the word of god for myself because what i was doing and i know that a lot of i will say a lot of the church a large portion of the church they go, they listen to the word, they close the Bible and they go home. They don't pick it back up, they don't pray, they don't meditate on the word, they don't apply the word, or they pick out all the prosperity scriptures, like I used to do. And think that, oh, you know, pull out the prosperity scriptures, pray those, but never pray, Lord, help me to get clean. Lord, take away the spirit of, um, you know, uh, uh, of smoking, take the spirit of, anger away from me. Take the spirit of jealousy away from me. I have a spirit of anger. I get bitter with people. Take that away. Nobody talks about that. And um, I, I just got, I just realized that for years I was listening to the prosperity message and believing it. But that prosperity message was actually killing me. And the money is a false, it was an idol. It was a God. Mm. And so God had to literally come in and take away my idol, take away my God, which was that money. And he, draw, he when I say that, he, he, he took it away. <laughs> I went from the mountaintop into the valley and I did not want to be there, want to stay there. I was mad at God. 
even though I didn't have a lot of stuff, God was making ways for me. I was in a, you know, I was in this big house, Tamara, oh, a six, 6,500 square foot house, and I couldn't afford it. The business mortgage shut down, the mortgage economy started melting, and I couldn't afford to keep the property anymore. I went into a spirit of, spirit of depression. I wanted to kill myself because the devil was speaking in my ear, you're gonna look like a fool. You can't take care of your family. You know, what are you gonna do? You, you know, yeah, you know, what are you gonna tell the people now? And I was starting to believe it, but thank God, you know, that I knew the Lord and he stepped in and would not let me go there, but the Lord had me through all of this. But I had to go through the fire. I had to go through the valley so that I can learn the hand of God. Amen. You know? It's just been phenomenal. He moved me from that house into a property that I had been trying to sell Tamara for, for over a year. I told you I had, was in the real estate business. I had the house on the market. The house would not sell because I wanted the house to sell so I can take that money, you know, the equity and do what I need to do, try to start another business or do, do something else with it. It wouldn't happen. That was my miracle house because the Lord knew he kept that house from selling. All the other houses around my house sold. Probably about five or six other houses sold. And I'm like, why isn't my home selling? It did not sell because he knew that he was gonna put me and my three children back in that house. Tamara, he made a way that I did not have to make a mortgage payment for three years in that house. So if God did it for me, he can do it for, for anyone else. He's no respecter of persons. Amen. You know, um, I know a lot of people are going through right now with this COVID-19, people are out of work, people are, you know, it's a tight situation, but God is faithful. And, you know, he just wants us not to serve our money, not to serve things, but he wants our heart and our minds on him. And he literally will make a way. I have seen him do it time and time and time again. He's faithful to his word and he will move. If he move for me, he's going to move for anyone else. Amen. Wow. And th that portion of your testimony, I, re I, I started reading the book and the chapter rock bottom, it, it hit me. Like I, you think about, like you said, the things that we go through and life. Um, so just your transparency in your heart, I thank God for allowing you to be able to share that with people because so many of us, to your point, the messages of hope, inspiration, transformation, the prosperity messages, um, as you mentioned, the things that make us feel good but aren't changing us from the inside out. So like you said, we, we can have all those things and still be literally dying inside. I feel like I'm going through my own personal valley experience right now. And as I was reading your book, I was like, oh my gosh, like you are speaking to my soul right now. And I just thank God that he allowed you to write this book for such a time as this, because and as you mentioned with COVID, so many people are going through, and you also said God is not a respecter of persons. So if he can do it for you, he can do it for anyone else. And so that, that is so true. In regard to where you are now and, and, and writing your book, what would you say was one of the biggest things that you learned or anything surprising as you started to write and pour out your testimony on the pages of The Scars Beneath My Skin? I think that, um, you know, once I started to write, it just came. Mm, okay. And I know that I felt like the Lord really, you know, it was the Lord had spoke two years ago, over two years ago for me that I was going to be writing a book. 
And when I really sat down, it just, when I started recalling things, I mean, I just sat down and it started going. There was no writer's block. It was just a continuous flow. And I knew it was the spirit bringing all things back to my remembrance that I can give it and that I can tell it. And I thank God for that. I thank God for the different layers in the book because, um, you know, the, the first chapter is rock bottom. It talks about the financial distress um, that I went through and how God, you know, took things and how I, you know, but, but it shows the miracle working power of God, how he just showed up, how miracle money would just show up. You know, there were times I remember I was in the church with a, a sister of mine and um, we were both going through financially. And I said, you know, and I had an attitude with God. I said, you know, I'm tired of seeing people on late night TV saying that they're getting, you know, $10,000 checks in the mail. They're getting a five, you know, a, a magical check just showed up. And I'm like, well, Lord, you know, a check never showed up for me. But God made me eat those words over 25 times because when I was going through, I would get a check for $80, $100, $50. And it wasn't, you know, 10,000, it wasn't 20,000. But in my state, when I had nothing, that $100 felt like $10,000 because it was just enough to get my gas, just enough to get the necessary things, you see? And see, we understand that, we have to get to the point where we understand that we are a blessed people. We need to get to the point where we stop complaining about what we don't have and appreciate what we have. Because Samara, I got to the point, I was just thanking God. I was thanking God for the toothpaste. I was thanking God for the bread. And let me tell you, the Holy Spirit just reminded me, before I fell into this financial distress, I never realized, Tamaria, that a loaf of bread was almost $3. Mm. When I actually had to stop and pay attention to my money, and that's another thing. Okay, if he gives us money, he wants us to be good steward over it. I was not a good steward over it. I didn't even know what a loaf of bread cost. Whatever I wanted, I just got it, picked it up, whatever, and kept going. But when I was in the valley, I said a, a loaf of bread was almost $3. I was like, this is crazy. I could not believe it. I never paid attention to the price of a loaf of bread. So he's got a, a way to, to deal with you. You may not like it, but it's going to be necessary. Mm, that, uh, <laughs> that is uh, so real. I, I do want to read some of the comments that are coming in regarding what you said so far. Vinny, uh, is here with us tonight. He said there are ups and downs in life. Nobody's life is perfect. Everybody needs to be confident, patient, motivated, and committed towards their goals of life. There can be times when you fail, and at that time, it's important to take breaks and relax and then try again. But we should never, um, we should never give up. We should keep trying till we succeed. We know a proverb, Rome was not built in a day. God helps us. God is with us. We are all kids of God. God blesses us. We should always have faith and trust in God. In addition to what you were saying, he said, true, we are all facing COVID, which is dangerous. By the grace of God, plenty of COVID patients have recovered in India. That's good and positive news. Amen. 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 Um, it's so true. And then um, even before the, we were able to connect, I did want to read some comments that came in before. We have some guests from uh, different places, and they said, God bless you, Danielle. And in Jesus' name, speak, Danielle. We can hear you because they couldn't see us earlier because the enemy didn't want this message to go forward. And as you're 
speaking his truth and sharing your testimony, I mm -hmm. see exactly why he wanted to stop this because this is a message that people need. And mm -hmm. on Facebook, the messages are coming in. Tasha Jordan said, this is a powerful testimony. Lillian Robinson said, Danielle, I am praying with you. I feel blessed already. What a blessing to hear your testimony. Thank God for your faith. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Um, Cordelia Jones, praise the Lord. Virgie Clark, Clark, amen. Terry Perrier, praise the Lord. Amen, Danielle. I'm so proud of you. Yvonne Hall-Woods, amen, Danielle. We are a blessed people. Lillian Robinson, amen. Cordelia Jones says she's proud of you, cuz. Joyce Vasquez, listening to your testimony, Miss Danielle. And then Yvonne Hall-Woods, I'm tuned in. Powerful testimony. So these are some of the comments that are coming in. So we just thank God that he was a, he allowed us to be able to get on tonight so that you could share, you know, your story with people. So you know how you said it was difficult as you were going through and it doesn't feel good. How did you muster up the strength or what advice would you give to people who are going through a tough time right now and they know they're in a valley, but they don't know how to muster up their strength to keep going when they want to give up? Well, you said a powerful thing and you talk about strength. And one thing that I have learned and another reason why I wrote the book is because we are the church. If you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then we are the church. And as the church, we have power. Amen. Okay. Now, a part of, um, and the book goes in detail about a lot more, but a, one part of the testimony about you know, me and my valley situation, God allowed that because he had to break me and he had to separate me from the money. He had to separate me from my idol. My idol was the money. Now, somebody else's idol might be chasing women or chasing men or alcohol or whatever else, gluttony. But that's what mine was. And he took that away. But I, like I said, I was kicking, screaming mad because God was moving and he was still blessing. He was still making a way. But guess what? The enemy, in those three years while I was in that house, the enemy would still speak. Well, God is not really doing this for you. He doesn't want, the enemy does not want the God to get any glory. Mm. The enemy, because um, I had a business, once my mortgage company shut down, I had a business where I was helping people save their home from foreclosure. And um, did a great work there. Uh, led a lot of great people, um, over 200 families in the Hampton Roads area. Um, to save their home from foreclosure. So, but when it came to me and my house, I was fearful because everything was, you know, I lost my business, the mortgage meltdown, that my business was closing, um, and my income just literally drew up overnight. And like I said, because I was chasing the money and the stuff, I had made the, fool, the most foolish mistake I'd ever made, which was pouring out my, a large sum of money into buying this huge home on the hill. You know, I had one of the biggest houses, you know, in this immaculate neighborhood, established neighborhood. I would never, ever do that again. I told Lord, I don't ever, I don't care if he blessed, how he blessed me financially. I don't ever want to do that because it's foolish, because it's of the flesh. And the enemy never wanted me to give God the glory. I was like, I'm in this house and I'm not making any house payment. And the enemy would say, well, that's not God. Mm. That's just the bank. He would try to discredit God. And I tell anybody, anytime the enemy tries to discredit God, you give God the glory and you always give God the praise. You always give God the glory and you always give God the praise. 
you know, God is just awesome. He is a miracle worker. He has done miracles time and time and time again for me. Um, and he's going to do it for, he's going to do it for those that want to, those that want to be kept by God, he's going to keep us. But the other reason why I wrote the book is because we talked again, you said strength and power. We are the church and we have power and we have to learn how to tap into the power of God. How do you get the power? You get the power by surrendering yourself to the Lord. You get the power by, going, by humbling yourself in prayer, seeking the Lord, asking him to strengthen you. You get the power by spending time in his word, fasting, praying, and reading the word of God. That's how we get the power. That's how we get the strength. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, we are able to lift up a standard against him. We have to do the work. The problem is the word of God says, faith without works is dead. But we have faith. The church will say, I have faith. God's going to do this. God's going to do that. But what are you doing? What is the work? Are you, what is the work that you're putting in? And that's the biggest lie that the prosperity church has totally blocked out the truth. The truth is the matter is that we have a work to do. We have to work this thing. You can't just sit there and look at God and cry to God and pray to God and pray to God and cry to God. And then you're not willing to do the work. Right. Are you reading the scripture? Are you believing the word? Are you praying in faith? He says, we have to have faith. If we have the faith of the size of a mustard seed, we can speak to the mountain. Amen. So Lord, all my going through Tamara, how did I find the strength? I got tired of the enemy beating my tail. That's how I got tired of the enemy waving me like a, you know, like, a, like a wand. I got tired of him abusing me. I got tired of the enemy making me sad and, and, and making me doubt God. You see? So when the enemy tried to make me sad, I had to bind that spirit of sadness and rebuke it in Jesus' name. I had to rise up in power. Amen. So as in the book, we have to rise up in power. We are not, why is the body of Christ sick? Mm. Why are we walking around with so much sickness? When the word says that by his stripes, we were already healed. But why are you walking around sick? Mm. Now, we have to understand as the body of Christ that the word of God is true. It is really true. Because there was a lot of time, I've been, I've gone through many illnesses. I had brain uh, surgery in October of 2018. The Lord brought me through that. I had pneumonia about two, three years before that. The enemy has been trying to take me out. I had a brain uh, tumor on the other side of my head last year about a year and a half ago and then the lord delivered me from that but the lord spoke to me and told me that the reason why i kept getting sick is because of my disobedience and you would think well what did she do did she rob a bank did she what what in the world did she do but guess what i did tamara I held on to anger. I held on to bitterness. And that is a sin. Unforgiveness is a sin. God brought his only begotten, he, he gave his only begotten son to die on the cross for our sins. 
so that if we repented, then he would forgive us. He gave his son Jesus to die so that we can be forgiven. So for me or us, walk anyone, saved or unsaved, walk around disobeying our heavenly father by not obeying his word, by not forgiving. Oh, then you open yourself up for the devil. Oh, I'm going to be mad at him because he did this to me. He did that to me. Mm. And the devil just loves it because the devil comes on in. Here comes tumors. Here comes uh, cancer. Here comes infection. Here comes infirmity and disease when we disobey God. And I'm telling you what I know. And when the Lord spoke and told me that the reason why I was sick, the reason why I was getting sick was because I was holding on to unforgiveness. I was holding on to my hurt because when people hurt you, when, you know, when pe people hurt you. Right. But we have to forgive. And so we said, you know, so many times we say, well, that hurt was so bad. I, I refuse to forgive them. I cannot forgive them. Hmm. But when you for refuse to forgive, you're refusing the word of God. You're refusing to walk in obedience to the word of God. Right. So therefore, you set yourself up to get sick. You give the enemy legal right to have a field day with your body. So when the Lord spoke that, I cried. I went on a fast. And the Lord showed me that I had unforgiveness. And I was angry with this person. And this was, years, this was like 10 years ago from something that happened. And I said, Lord, I thought I had forgiven them. And he said, you did. You forgave them from your lips, but you didn't forgive them from your heart. Ooh. That, and that's I, deep. I did not forgive from my heart. I had to have that, that first surgery on the right side of my brain. Had to have my head sh shaved and everything. Wow. And the Lord said, since you don't want to bring me your hurt and your pain so I can get it out of you, I will let my doctors get it out of you. Well, I had already been through brain surgery on the right side. I did not want to repeat it on the, the next side. Right. I screamed, I prayed, I cried, Lord, forgive me. Um, there's a book, and I forgive me, I don't know the author's name, but it's called Total Forgiveness. Awesome mm -hmm. book. And um, I got that book. Somebody blessed me with it. And um, the Lord told me to pick up that book. And basically it says that when you totally forgive someone, you completely let them off the hook. Mm. And so once I prayed and asked the Lord, forgive me and take that spirit of unforgiveness, take the anger out of my heart, because we cannot do that ourselves. This is why we need Jesus. You can't, we can't do it ourselves. We have to go to him for everything. Right. We can't go in our heart and pull out hate and pull out unforgiveness and pull out bitterness. We cannot do that. That's why he is the miracle worker. He is our creator. He knows how to do. He can, does what we cannot do. And when he, when I cried out to the Lord um, and asked him to forgive me for holding that, I just stood on the word. I, I'm healed because I knew that once I had repented truly from my heart, not from my lips, but truly from my heart. And I knew that it, I had repented and I knew that it was gone because I was able to pray for that person like I had never prayed for them before.
Oh, wow. Because you can't pray for somebody that you have stuff in your heart again. I, when I say I prayed for this person, and the, the prayer, it just flowed. It just flowed. And I'm like, whoa. And that's how I knew that it was gone. Right. And therefore, then I could claim that by his stripes, I am healed. But before we can confess the word of God, we have to be making sure that we line up with the word of God. That's the problem with the prosperity message. God's going to bless you with this. God's going to bless you with that. No, he's not. Not if you're not lining up with the word of God. And if you are getting blessed, who's, who's, who's giving it to you? Because I can tell you, the enemy was giving me, you know, the enemy can bless you too, so much that you think you don't need Jesus. Mm. So you got to understand where, where is it coming from? Right. You understand? So I've I just learned so much about, <laughs> I, I just learned so much about the going through. Did it hurt? Oh, yes. Was I mad at God? Oh, yes. Was I embarrassed? Oh, yes. But I thank God that as I began to write, I was able to flow with it and, um, and I'm able to share it without reservation, without being um, shamed. Because people need to know the truth. It's the truth that's going to set us free. Because we, while everybody was bowing down to me, uh, Tamaria, bowing down, oh, Danielle, she got this, she got, oh, she's doing good, she got this. But guess what? That's the applause of people. But God was not pleased at all. And I, if I would have died in that state, was I going to heaven? Oh, no. People would have thought I'm going to heaven. But see, those who are, who are saved, set free, and delivered and are born again, and that's the next thing. You got to be born again. Meaning you have to walk according to the word of God. We have to obey the word of God. We have to be a doer of the word. And not just hearing the word, oh, and that sounds good, give your hand, you know, put your money in the offering plate and go home and make no change. Ask God, don't ask God to change you. We have to seek the change. We got to work with God. Go to God. He already knows what's inside of us. That's not right. I'm still crying out to God to change me. Right. Because he says there's no good thing that dwells in the flesh. A woman of God, uh, a woman of God at my church said, "We got to, we got to be careful because we wake up with our flesh <laughs> every day." That's so true. So you waking up with the, you waking up with the enemy already. And see, nobody, nobody thinks that we're fighting a, an, an enemy. Right, and There's the word, huh? I said you're right. And the word tells us who we're fighting against, but we we forget because because we don't see him. Right, but we have to always be mindful that we're in a war. There's the song, I'm a, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. We are soldiers. We're, I'm a soldier on the battlefield fighting for the Lord. If we look back in the word of God, you know, people don't understand why God lets this happen, why he lets that happen. He will use things. He uses it for his, for his purpose, to get a purpose, for, to get a purpose done. Just like he allowed things to happen in my life to get a purpose done so that right. he can, so that I can come to the other side and tell somebody, uh, that ain't true. That's not true. That's not true. This is the truth. You need to get over here and get in that line. Right. You see, we have to, and it's a daily walk because the enemy, he's always present. Right. 
So like you said, that question you asked me, where did I get the strength? I got tired of the enemy beating me up. I got tired of being defeated. Mm. So are you tired of your situation? If you're sick of the situation, get into the word, pray, ask God to strengthen you and fight the enemy. What is your enemy? What is your mountain? You speak to the mountain. He says, he, he, if we believe, then we can speak to the mountain and it will be cast into the sea. What is the mountain? Mm. Is it uh, arthritis in your joints? Speak to it in Jesus' name. And you know what's interesting? You said there were so many like wonderful nuggets in a lot of what you said. Um, when you talked about getting tired of where you are, so many of us, we may be tired of where we are, but we may not resist the devil, as you said. Um, right. James 4, 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But to your point, because we don't know who we're fighting, um, you mentioned it a little bit later on, we're in this, this spiritual battle, but we don't see it as a spiritual battle. We get upset with the people around us now realizing that we're purified in the fire. And I, I don't remember specifically what scripture talks about that, but it talks about the purification. And you also mentioned, Sister Danielle, how, you know, in the word, like God isn't a respected person, but he also says he reigns on the just and the unjust. So right. we think, we might think, okay, like I'm a good person or I try to be good. Like I, I promise you right now, Everything you're saying, I was like, oh my gosh, like you are in my back door, like or in, in my in my head, because I have had my struggles with things and forgiveness. And in my mind, I think I have forgiven. But mm -hmm. in my heart, I, I still struggle. And you said something I think that's really important to highlight and remind people that we think we can do it in our own strength. And the more that we keep trying the harder it gets. And you said you got tired of the devil beating you. And how many of us right now, myself included, we are allowing the enemy to make us fearful, make us depressed, make us worried, make us angry, bitter, um, all of these things. But there's freedom and there's liberty, but we're afraid of it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is, it's just, it's so much that you said that's like so powerful and so inspirational and so helpful um, because I'm just like, thank you, God, for, and we talked about this yesterday, y'all, like letting the Holy Spirit use you because how many Christians, because we go to church, we think we're okay, but we don't know why we're still depressed. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, in um, Matthew 13, so I'm, I'm looking it up um, as you're, you're telling us the scriptures. Uh, the parable of the weeds and um, specifically it's talking about how the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire and whatever weeds we have around our hearts or in our lives God, I, I do think 2020 God is pulling it up but um, the, the other thing that you mentioned that I want to highlight for the people is that all things work together for the good of those who are called and who love the Lord so even though we may go through rough times and we don't understand why. It's still, God can work it together for our good. So as you mentioned, Sister Danielle, that God is allowing you to share your testimony, but he allowed the words to flow. Um, so thank you for answering that question and sharing how you were able to push through even when you were facing so much turmoil. Um, 
in your life. And there are comments uh, coming in on both Facebook and Podbean. So I do want to share, you know, with the people and see if there's any questions. There's Ender Walker, great job. What a powerful testimony. Thank you for letting God use you. Joyce, may God continue to bless you. I love your powerful testimony. Keep praying and praising God. Lillian, God is blessing you right now and you give him the glory because he is a miracle worker. Amen. Thank you for bringing that up, Lillian, giving God the glory because you're right. The enemy will have us thinking that it's any and everything other than God or that, like you said, Sister Danielle, it's in our own strength. Praise him. I know the healing. Uh, Mary, uh, Carmela, that's a good word. And then on Podbean, Vinny mentioned, I live in a family where either my brother nor family speaks proper English. I was hardworking, concentrated, dedicated, and very passionate towards my studies since childhood. I had good academic records. I have finished my grad, grad, uh, grads in 2019. I also faced depression once. I didn't go to school for 15 days. That was a bad time in my life. God gave me a gift for my hard work, and that's of making me meet you all kind and polite American people. Making me meet you all is a heaven to me. Um, thank you, Vinny. And, and likewise, Vinny has uh, been on the show with me. Uh, Vinny is in India. Just know that I appreciate you listening. I know, Sister Danielle, I appreciate you listening and sharing yeah. your time as well. And God sees you, Vinny. And Vinny said, yet there's a lot to catch up for me in my life because I'm 23. So I have to do a job and do so something for my living. I'm glad to be he, your and other Americans' people, good and nice friend. Thank you so much for that. Yes, we have to be strong and courageous enough to face the hurdles and obstacles, which are opponents of life. And also we have to face these obstacles, always move ahead. Forgiveness is really important in life. For, uh, forget and forgive should be the motto. It's obvious that everyone makes mistakes and one should learn from them. Uh, we also have a proverb to err is human, to forgive is divine. Always criticizing people for a mistake worsens the situation and also increases the hatred between each other. We should always be kind and we should, we should learn to forgive people if they make mistakes. So true. Thank you, Vinny, for chiming in as well. And thank you for everyone chiming in on Facebook. So Sister Danielle, wow. So the next question that's coming to mind, because you are, you are dropping so many nuggets. And all I can say is I just thank God for this time of fellowship, uh, because so many of us are broken and we're hurting and we're crying out. How, so you mentioned that God talked to you when you had your brain surgery and he told you this, the second surgery, he told you that you had unforgiveness in your heart. For some people, they may not know what hearing God sounds like. And I know you talked about like reading the word, but can you help uh, people who may not know what that is like, how that was for you? Because maybe that will help them in their walk to be able to truly hear the voice of God. Mm -hmm. I would say if you, you know, God, like I said, God is no respecter of person and he, we are all his children, whether we mm -hmm. accept Christ or don't accept him. We are all belong to him. We are his children and he wants us to come and just to talk to him. So I would say any situation that you're dealing with, whether it be your kids, finances, anything, take time out to pray. If you, you know, if you can't have a plex in your house and you, there's people everywhere, go to a park, go somewhere in a parking lot, go somewhere where it's quiet and it's just you and God. And, you know, there doesn't have to be any big formality. 
you just say, start out, Father God, in the name of Jesus, because you can't get to God without the Son. Father God, in the name of Jesus, and pour your heart out to him. Just be real. Lord, I need help with this. Lord, I need you to show me. Lord, you are an awesome God. Praise him. You are amazing God. You are a good God. You are faithful. I know you know my situation because you know me better than I know myself. But Lord, this situation right here, I need help. I need you to lead me. I need you to show me. Give me direction, Lord. Father, I'm going to turn down my plate for the next three days. And Father, I'm asking you as I turn down my plate, as I seek your face for instruction, I ask you to reveal to me what it is I need to know concerning this. God, and when you reveal it, help me to recognize it in Jesus' name. Because he may give you a dream. It may be a song that keeps playing and you recognize. It may, he might have someone come to you. Mm. He will answer you. But you have to seek him. Because he wants relationship. Right. And a lot of times he allows things so that we can get relationship. So he, we can have that relationship. And he loves us all so much, no matter what we've done. Um, and Lord knows I've done some crazy things. But through it all, he loves me. He loves us all. But we just have to get to that place that we really seek him. Let him be your refuge, not your girlfriend, not your spouse. Because, you know, you share with them, you are one, but you need to be praying. Yeah. You know, then your spouse that you don't like, you need to go take it to God. Don't argue with him or her. Take it to the Lord. There's something with your kids. You know, we have to speak, we can speak um, with love mm. and share, you know, nothing's going to get done in an argument. <laughs> no, that's real. That, that, all that's going to all that's going to do is call, let the enemy come on in, and he's going to have a field day. But we have to learn how to speak the truth with love. Yes. And there's a scripture I can't recall it, Tamara, but it talks about giving a soft, you know, speaking softly. I'll see if I can find it. Um, but you said something earlier, and you know, I completely forgot to mention this. And now I'm. I'm Drawing a blank again, you literally just said it in terms the devil. Okay, that's what it was. Giving him a foothold because you mentioned it earlier, but it's true. When we hold unforgiveness, when we um anything that we do that is more so about us or not, like we when we aren't living righteous or holy or, or whatever the case is, we are allowing the enemy to have a foothold. And I think a lot of times for Christians, they don't think about the unforgiveness as that foothold. And I'm glad you mentioned that as a way that we open the door for the enemy because many people, they might do good things. Um, like you mentioned, Sister Danielle, we might be given to the church. We might tithe. We may give the people. We may tell them we love them. But if the true condition of our heart, the enemy knows that there was a, um, there's a movie called Divination. And literally in that movie, it talks about how the enemy comes in. And he comes in whenever there's a, a little bit of an opening. And right. in the spiritual realm, and I like I used to be afraid to talk about this stuff, and I'm being real. Um, it used to make me nervous. I was thinking that I would be attacked by the enemy. But that's what the enemy wants us to think yeah. that he 
power. He has no power. The only thing he can do is make us feel a certain type of way because we believe the lies. But if we don't believe the lies, if we really resist the devil, um, and I also had to figure out how to fight because the word says that in the name, like the name of Jesus is what makes the devil in the, the enemy flee and yeah. those evil spirits. But if we don't know how to fight back, and Sister Danielle said this earlier, like listen, like reading the word and praying and, and telling God your heart, and he will show it to you, like she said, whether a dream or um, someone coming to you. Sister Phyllis Drake said, the scripture is in Proverbs, a soft word turns away wrath. Thank you, Phyllis Drake. And um, yeah, it's just, it's so true. But it, it led me to another thought about just, you know, what you were, what have you been sharing about your testimony in your life? In terms of feelings, I've heard people say feelings are liars. Our feelings are a liar essentially, because even when you felt that things were rough um, and that you probably weren't sure, like, you know, what you were going to do next, how did you channel your feelings, I guess, to be able to go to God? Because a lot of people, if we're in our feelings, and I know for myself, sometimes I don't want to talk to him because I'm in my feelings or I feel bad. I feel condemnation and the word says there's no condemnation. But oftentimes we do feel bad if we feel like we've done something against the kingdom or against God. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, I will say that um, you really, for me, I have been truly blessed with an awesome pastor. Um, her name is Pastor Linda Lovejoy, Revelation Word Ministries. I have been truly blessed by the anointed woman of God. Um, I really have. And... Um, along with the Lord and her on my side, helping me, you know, um, I would say, you know, you need to get, find a church, a true church, a true church that's preaching the true word of God. Because once you're among a true, if you're in a true church and you have a true pastor, a pastor with God's own heart, they're going to see you because they have the eyes of Christ, they have the heart of Christ, and they're gonna see your struggles and they'll be there to help you through those struggles, whether it be them or the pastor or you know someone else in the leadership. So I have truly been blessed by having that. Um, but like I said, you know, seeking the Lord is key. Um, and I would add, advise anyone, you know, pray about where you, who you sit under. Because just because you've gone, you know, you were raised in XYZ church and your grandmama went there, your daddy went there, now you're going, you know, all generations on there. Okay, but is that where God is telling you to be? Right. That's very important. You see a lot of that. Um, you want to be where God wants you to be because every one of us has a, has a purpose. And you need to make sure you are in place that the where the lord wants you so that he can refine you and he can make you you know into who he wants you to be but you've got to make sure you're in the right place right and if you're in the right place and you're thinking about moving you better seek god and make sure that it's god that's telling you to move and not your flesh because somebody said something to you that you didn't like or because your pastor is dealing with you but it's really not the pastor it's the lord using the pastor to deal with you right you know, so we have to really get to that point of 
being mature in Christ, that we can receive uh, rebuke and receive uh, instruction. Because I had a terrible time with that, truth be told. You know, um, you have to be, have a, a, a teachable spirit. You have to have a teachable spirit. Now just think about, we have children and you're trying to tell them ABC and they want to keep saying CBA and you're <laughs> saying the same thing for years and years and years. That's going to get, you know, God gets tired <laughs> and he will deal with us. He right. will be patient. He will be loving. He will be kind. You know, as a parent, okay, I can't help teach and help you understand ABC. Let me get a tutor and you get right. 20 tutors and you know, and it's like, they just don't want to receive it. And it's very simple. But God will deal with us to get us into that place. You know, so a lot of times um, we go through things because God has ordained it to get us to clean up and to burn off the, 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 the dross and the sin in us. And then sometimes we're going through things because we've been stubborn and hard-headed and not listen to God and listen to the wisdom um, that God is allowing to come our way and we reject it. Because I did that for years as well. I was very stubborn, very hard-headed, didn't want to listen, thought I knew everything. Um, but, um, you know, you have to get to that place where you surrender to the Lord and you surrender to the leadership that he's put over you. Amen. And thank you for that, um, for sharing that. That is so true. And it, ironically, um, quite some time back, uh, actually, Vinny and I had talked about uh, doing as I say, like people, we, like individuals, sometimes it's hard for them to receive that instruction and correction. Um, and I was looking it up as we were talking Hebrews 12, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Amen. And to your point, um, and I have the pleasure of um, knowing Pastor Lynn as well, and, and she has prayed with me, helped me, but there was a point in time where, you know, she told me about myself and my heart, and I didn't want to receive it. So to your point, Sister Danielle, you do have to be willing to receive the word in uh, however God decides to give it to you, because you may not realize it then, but later on you may see it. So I agree with you wholeheartedly, Sister Danielle, finding you um, a church home where it, you know that that's where you're supposed to be. And like you said, you don't get upset and leave because there's something you don't like, but you really go to God and you ask him for guidance on where you should be. Um, because I know I've been extremely blessed by the ministry of Revelation Word uh, Ministries over the years. But one of my hardest lessons was with regard to forgiveness in my own heart. Because ironically, with your title, The Scars Beneath My Skin, every time someone does something to us, literally, it's a cut. And I feel like sometimes when you rip that Band-Aid off or something else happens, it's almost like, they're ripping a Band-Aid off of a scar that never healed. Uh -huh. So it's reopening that scar and you're back in, in at square one. But to Sister Danielle's point, the only way to get from that is to truly give it to God and allow him to heal us from the inside out, starting with our heart. There are some notes um, on Podbean. Let me just make sure I don't miss it. 
So the, the note says it's a veneer type. It's hard to forgive, but one learns it when one grows. I have been bullied a lot in my life. I have been teased, um, homosexual, gay, impotent in my school and also in my locality. Yet I was scared, frightened, and very fearful, and I was not able to raise my voice against them. That is what is the biggest mistake I made. Raising a voice is important. If you keep getting bullied because of fear, the people will keep bullying us. I watched a lot of Indian television soaps and fictional series. That's what motivated me and helped me to stay positive and to study better and to score well in my exams. Even after being blessed with lots of money since childhood, I didn't chill and hang out with groups of friends in, in childhood. I feel God wanted me to study. Today, I'm very, very happy. I remember the hardworking days of my school. They were so good. I still can picture it in my mind. And then um, on Facebook, uh, Lillian said, yes, submitted to God in obedience. Anything that you would want to leave with the people today based on everything that has been shared? And of course, before we wrap up, I will have you share how people can get a copy of The Scars Beneath My Skin. But is there anything else that you personally feel on your heart that people need to hear on this day, in this moment? Yes, the Lord, I keep feeling to go to Galatians. Mm. And um, in the book of Galatians, um, you know, it talks about the spirit of God. Love, joy, peace, mm. kind, meekness, self-control. These are the things that we're supposed to be operating in. The spirit of Christ, love, joy, peace, kindness, meekness, self-control. Mm. And just to give you the testimony of that, I was, I taught Sunday school and still do uh, for the youth and Bible study and all of these things. But just because I was the teacher mm. and them about love, joy, peace, kindness, meekness, self-control. Guess what, Tamaria? I wasn't always operating in those things. But I found out that if I read a little bit further mm. down when I go to get to Galatians 19, I believe through 21, it talks about get rid of impurity, get rid of mm. discord, get rid of hatred, jealousy, fits of rage, get rid of selfishness, get rid of ambition. See, we can talk about, okay, I'm going to be nice. Okay, I can, I can put on niceness. Right. You understand? I can put on niceness. I can put on a smile and be just as rotten in the core, in my heart. But God said, get rid of it. So how do we get rid of it? We have to go to God. This is when we, we have to have that mirror, of, that mirror and look in the mirror and see ourselves. The word of God is a mirror. Oh, yes. Because we are so quick, people in the word and out of the word, with God, without God, pointing at other people. But the, God, the word of God uh, is for us to, to measure ourselves according to the word. Amen. We have to line up to the word of God. So for years, I taught the word of God, but wasn't lining up to it. Therefore, I was walking in what? Disobedience. But I didn't understand because, and the devil didn't want me to understand. The devil didn't want to give me revelation. That goes back to why I wrote this book. Because I want the truth to be told. That we have to clean up. 
there's a song that says, get your house in order. That's your spiritual house. Right. And we get so caught up in what the kids are doing, what the grandbabies are doing, what Trump is doing, what the neighbor is doing, um, what they doing on the job. Who cares? So true. What matters, what matters is what are you doing according to the word of God? That's the first thing. Because you can talk to God and tell God about the people on the job and tell God about the money situation. You tell God about the kids and let him do that. Right. But our primary goal, the primary thing we have to do is get ourselves together. Because uh, when we leave this earth, we are going to have to face him. And I can't say, well, because my son did this and my daughter did that, because the people at my job, they're not going to be there. It's going to be you and God. Mm. That's true. And the quick end, and I will say this also, the number one thing that keeps us from really seeing ourselves is pride. Mm. Pride. That, that is real. Because I've told people, I can tell people all day long, I, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. And you can take it, receive it, cut it up, whatever you want to do with it. But pride is the <laughs> pride. That's the enemy. The devil got kicked out of heaven. Right. He wanted to be in he, he had so much pride. He couldn't bow to what God, what God was saying. Right. So God kicked him out. So pride is the number, I believe. And that's just my, one of my opinions. I had it and yeah. still have to watch out for that spirit. It's a spirit. Because we have to be meek and humble. But pride will keep you thinking, there's nothing wrong with me. Right. It's everyone else. I, yeah, I, don't, have any, I don't have any bitterness or unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. So-and-so did something to me 20 years ago. Yeah, she did. And, and, and you know that you have that spirit of, of pride and, and unforgiveness if somebody tries to come with you with the truth and you don't receive it. Mm. And then you try to justify why you want to hang on to it. All you're doing is justifying why you want to hang up, why you want to bunny with the devil. That's all you're doing. And just instead of saying, you know what, I do have this issue. Because if, if, some, if somebody hurt you 10 years ago, 20 years ago, right. three years ago, if you see their picture or someone mentions their name and something boils up on the inside of you, you have a problem with that. You, you have a spirit. Of, of anger and unforgiveness against that person. Right. And then when someone tries to tell you that that's the issue or, or any issue that they see and you don't want to receive it, that's pride. Because you're not willing to humble yourself and say, you know what? You're right. And so many times, Someone, you know, my pastor would come to me or someone would come to me and say they see something and I deny it. No, no, you know, I get mad. I got an attitude behind it. And then after, guess what? After I, my attitude came down, an hour later, I saw that they were right. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, I got tired of that happening because I was like, Lord, how come every time this person say something to me and I get an attitude, but then an hour later, I realized that they were right. So guess what? When this person speaks to me, I'm just going to receive it. Even though I don't understand it, I'm going to receive it and worry about it, getting, getting an understanding of it later. Right. 
That's real, because the message is, I do believe, um, to your point, Sister Danielle, that when we don't want to receive the truth, we do have to examine why that is. Mm -hmm. um, and oftentimes, I used to be, a, not afraid, but I, I used to esteem people at certain levels, if that makes sense, to where mm -hmm. I felt like God wouldn't tell me, he's going to tell them, and not tell right. me. Everything that he's done in terms of dealing with me about my heart, about any issues that I have, he's also told me he's allowed people to confirm it, but he also tells us. So to your point, I think we know when we're operating in pride or whatever we're operating in that we know um, is keeping us bound. But like you said, Sister Danielle, because of that pride, we don't want to admit it or really deal with it. When you and I were talking about this show, there was a scripture that I ended up reading after our conversation, and I did want to share this, Revelations 12, because it touches on what, because what you're doing and what you've allowed God to do in your life is exactly what this is talking about. And so starting in verse 10, it says, then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now have come in the salvation and the power in the kingdom of God, in the authority of his Messiah, for the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice your have, you heavens and you who dwell in them. For woe to the earth and the sea because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Mm. Wow. And like when I read this, I said, I was like, wow, it's true. He is literally waging war against us, against our children, against like just people in general. And later on in verse 17, it says the dragon was enraged at the woman and that it was talking about in the Bible. Um, and went to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. So even when the enemy tries to attack us, we have to remember that it's because he knows his time is short. Now, granted, he still doesn't have any power. He has to ask God for permission to touch a hair on our head. But to Sister Danielle's point throughout this podcast, I do think that he allows those things, like you said, Sister Danielle, so that we can be brought back to him, so that when our time comes, we can go to him boldly, knowing that we've accomplished the will that he's put on our life, and that he has also purified all of those impurities that all of us have. But mm -hmm. it's the people who are willing to accept and recognize that we have those impurities and put the pride aside to make the change. So I am uh, definitely uh, proud of you for doing that. And there's some, um, some more comments that came in. Uh, Lillian Robinson, Robinson said, wonderfully blessed this evening. I'm getting off the line and ordering the book. Praise God, to God be the glory. Um, thank you so much. Um, she mentioned Thanks. that she'll be following and recommending the podcast who need the realness of the word of God. Truth is amazing and powerful. Amen. And Vinny, he said um, he loves being appreciated, praised by teachers. I, he taught mathematics subjects to his younger sisters in his childhood. True sister Danielle, being kind, polite, of a helpful nature, loving everyone, being happy, making others happy, respecting everyone. I hope everyone has a blessed, peaceful night and great life. 
Being yourselves is important and one should adopt those these mentioned things in life. So again, thank you all uh, for your comments. And Sister Danielle, how can people get a copy of your book, The Scars Beneath My Skin? Yes, thank you, Tamara. Um, you can get a copy of the book. You can simply Google my name, Danielle McDowell, author, and the book will come up. Uh, the name of the publisher is Zulon Publishing. I know that's a little um, difficult name, but it's Zulon Publishing. But if you simply just put in my name, Danielle uh, McDowell, author, uh, in uh, Google or any platform, it will come up. It's also available on Amazon and Barnes and, and, Barnes and Nobles as well. Awesome. Well, you all have heard it first. Sister Danielle's book, The Scars Beneath My Skin, was released today. It is available online. As she mentioned, you can Google her name, Sister Danielle McDowell, and it's also available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So I will post uh, the links in the show description, so it will be there as well. And this show will be available um, on Podbean, on Spotify iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, um, and also a copy of the recording will be on Facebook as well. So I will be sure to share uh, where you all can listen to this recording and where you can share this with other people so that they may be blessed by this powerful testimony. And Sister Danielle, I just want to personally thank you so, so very much for doing this today, for joining us on the podcast. For anyone who doesn't know the CC America podcast was created to inspire the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith. And so the goal is to share messages of hope, transfer, uh, transformation, and inspiration through the power of Christ, because I know that he has done a lot in my life. And so I always start the show out with prayer. Today, we started the show off with a few prayers because the enemy tried to stop us, but we persevered. Yes, he did. Yes, God is good. Um, we even had our members on pod being praying that we could go forth. But literally, he tried to stop us, but there's a reason for that. Again, he knows his time is short. And the word says we are overcome by the power of, the, of our testimony. And Sister Danielle is sharing her testimony in the scars beneath my skin in hopes of freeing other individuals and letting her transparency um, highlight the power of Jesus Christ in her life. So I am just really grateful for anyone that doesn't know God or hasn't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. Uh, as Sister Danielle mentioned, you can pray to him directly and ask him to come into your life. And actually in her book, she does have a prayer for those who may need to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. And, and if you do feel that this is for you, I encourage you to say to yourself um, and, and talk to God, dear God, and this is um, directly from Sister Danielle's book, thank you for the opportunity to come into your presence. Lord, I realize that I have put other things before you and I repent of my sins. I want to make it into heaven and I want to make you the head of my life. I repent of the gods I have put before you. I believe that you sent your one and only son to die on the cross for my sins so that I can live in eternity with you in heaven. I believe your son died on the cross and rose up on the third day, taking back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and live. Help me to live according to your word. Do a work in my life that cannot be reversed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 
So again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Vinny said, thank you, Danielle and Tamaria. You all have beautiful souls and you as well, Vinny. Thank you for joining and thank you to every single person who um, has tuned in with us tonight and who will listen to the recording. We just pray that it will bless your soul. And we just thank God on this night for this time of fellowship. We thank God for Sister Danielle being so transparent and sharing her life story and testimony with us and really encouraging us on this Friday night. God bless you all. And Sister Danielle, is there anything that you would like to say before we close? No, ma'am. I just want to say thank you again, Tamara. I've enjoyed this time of fellowship, talking about our Father, which is in heaven. He's awesome. And I just, you know, just say God bless to everyone who's listening, all those that are going to listen later. And just know that, you know, Jesus is the key. We have to remember to repent daily. Amen. And daily. We sin with our thoughts. And people don't think that's a sin, but it is. So I just encourage everyone. Uh, we all have to just clean up and stay clean and stay before the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the CC America podcast. Please be sure to like, rate, and subscribe. And follow us on all of our social media platforms at CC America LLC. Be blessed.